0: Story 1 and this is a story of how I um, commercialized my first online course. Now I've been in the realm of training for many many years, more than a decade. I've trained a lot of um, students on different courses related to business and to computing and technology. After many years of running free seminars, free workshops. And free trainings i decided to um, monetize a business i looked around and i wanted to be sure what business i could make money from i've made money from quite a number of businesses i've written books um, i've sold software i've done installations i've done hardware repairs i've sold gadgets and accessories but you see i i looked inwards and i asked myself what strength do you have as a person and i noticed that i love to teach i love to explain things i love to simplify things and i can also make things a bit profound so i decided i was going to um, host a course and i was going to sell it this was going to be my first major online course so i went ahead and i chose a topic that i was passionate about and that was how to track gadgets track your phones and track your laptops now i knew already how to do the tracking i've taught a few people i've done some tracking but i felt i could package it into a course why because i have strength in teaching i could have sold the software i could have sold it as a service i could have maybe written a book about it or done other things but i decided that i will teach and that's because one of my primary strengths i've discovered over time is being able to explain to somebody what a particular thing means so I went ahead and I organized the course it looked like it wouldn't sell it looked like what exactly are you doing I had to do the recording do the editing do the voiceovers, um, all manner of things that I had to do with much more than just passing across knowledge and I had to buy a platform for which to host the the course and you see, after all that I did, I know I spent some good deal of money. But in less than a year, I made over a million naira from that same course. I did that course in just two weeks. I finished everything in the space of two weeks. The recording and the knowledge transfer in two weeks. But over the months, I had consistent income and I stopped counting when it was a million naira. My point here is, is I could have sold any other thing. I could have done any other thing but i recognized that my strength was in teaching so i took an aspect of a business i was passionate and about and i taught it i didn't write a book about it i didn't i taught it because that was my strength so because i found my strength in teaching it helped me to focus on something that i could um, do as a business and i raised money from it if you find where your strength is look for that aspect of your life Um, by which you can infuse that your strength and you see it come alive that same aspect can be changed in someone else's life depending on what his or her strength is so most times look for the point of your strength and apply it to whatever it is that you do this is story one This is Charles and this is story two. Now, in this story, I recognized a sort of weakness and I call it um, secondary weakness. I've explained earlier that your primary weakness comes from your temperament and your personality. While your secondary weaknesses will come from situations and um, things around you that occur as your life journey continues. Now, I... I had this secret love for programming, I like logical things, I like things that have structure and along the line I found out that music was also in line so it seemed that it was going to be easy since I was a programmer that I could also get into music and seriously I see the connection between these two. But you see active programming takes your life and I recognized that early enough. Active programming takes your life and when i was much younger and single i spent a great deal of years programming from morning till night it was interesting it was nice and along the line i began to pick up music i went bought myself a guitar and i began to um, learn started taking classes and i was getting better but you see it got to a point i saw that i was beginning to struggle the programming i had done for many years didn't seem to be what i really wanted to do i wanted to relate with people i wanted to speak to people i wanted to socialize but programming was not giving me an edge music could have given me an edge but you see with music you relate with some group of people your band your music it's not it wasn't the kind of people i wanted and i found out that music and programming were beginning to interrupt my life i was beginning to have concerns when i picked up my guitar I was beginning to have concerns when I picked up my laptop to program, and I began to see that this was probably not the focus I needed per time. It was difficult, but you see, if I continue in music and in programming, I'll probably not have any life left. I took my guitar one day and I went to the choir, to the choir master, and I said, I'm donating this guitar to the choir. I packed up my music book and everything and that was the last of it. Do I still love music? I do. Do I love those who play instruments? Yes, I still follow some beatings but you see I couldn't have chosen a path in it because it was going to take a lot, a big chunk out of me. Programming also is still interesting, it's something I still love. I still teach programming but being an active programmer consumes your life. It takes your whole time. I found out that I needed to do so many other things that I uh, feel passionate about and programming was going to be in the way. And because of that, I also dropped active programming. I saw these things as secondary weaknesses. They were beginning to um, compete with attention that I didn't have. They're beginning to compete with some other things that I counted as very important in my life, like socializing and relating with people. And because of that, I had to drop music and I had to drop programming so that I could have a little more focus in finding focus you need to let go some things and you really need to pick up some things in this particular story i let go music and i let go active programming i saw them as weaknesses that came secondarily not primarily and i was able to make do with it it hurt um it's pained me for some time but i'm happy that i let it go this is story two This is Charles, and this is story 3. In story 3, I'll be telling you how I had to let go a business so that I could focus on what I am known for. Alright, um, I happened to be in school. I was reading my master's, and I went down to the gate, and I saw a friend of mine supplying um, Kuli Kuli, right? Granite cake. And I was like, wow, he's into... Music and he's supplying kulikuli, and we got speaking. And you see, he told me, "Um, this is a side hustle which he was involved in." And after he left, I bought the kulikuli, and when I tasted it, I was like, "Whoa, this is not as good as I expected." I knew where I could get better, and the idea of a business developed. In the next few weeks, I was supplying kulikuli and distributing to over twenty-one people with time you see and it was called specimen k in the hostel where i was in the fellowship in class wherever i was in my lot people knew that specimen k was was the in thing i i was getting suppliers people were requesting i was tying sacks of quickly every week and shipping from home to school to sell and it made a lot of sense i even had an online form for interstate supplies i had um um, different concepts for marketing for sales in bulk in pieces and all that and the business was moving well we even um, went ahead to look for one or two um strategic um connections to ensure that this business moved to other locations we had distributors who were training to sell i had the software i was using to sell um the curriculum it made a lot of sense but you see after i was done school i felt should i continue this business or should i cut away from it it was a bit difficult because i'm known for it i'm known for computers i'm known for that aspect of technology now bringing kulikuli into it might look like my focus is not that sharp and so it's it was um it was really tough but i looked at it and i said if i really need to focus on it I cannot be selling Kuli, Kuli no matter how profitable it seemed. If I needed to do that, I may need to use someone else to front it and that was why I brought in my wife. I said, you are into the food business and even if you are not in, you are now. Why? Because this business has to continue but I cannot Keep fronting it. I can't keep pushing it because it's going to um, contradict exactly what I'm doing. Doesn't make sense selling laptops and selling kuli kuli, selling mouse and selling oil and all that. So I had to hand it over to my wife. It was a business I was passionate about. I know that food always moves, it sells, puts smiles on people's faces. But you see, for the sake of finding focus, I had to make do with that so I could focus and concentrate on IT and technology, which is wide. So wide on its own, so I had to let the Kulikuli business go. Right now, that Kulikuli business is registered. Um, it has a company name, it's now producing Yaji, it's producing quite a number of um other items apart from Kulikuli, but it has in quotes no link to me. I had pushed it to one corner. The reason I did that was because I needed to find focus in what I was doing and I didn't need to confuse it. Sometimes you have passions in places that do not align. You have to learn which to let go or which to hand over or which to outsource and which to front. So that's story three. I had to give up that business so I could focus on one that I was already known for. This is Charles Story 4. I'll be telling you how I had to leave my father's house and find a level of strength because I needed focus. Now, many years after I'd finished school, not so many, about 2-3 years after I'd finished school, I was done with my National Youth um, Service Program and I'd returned to my father's house. I already had a skill of repairing computers, laptops, and desktops. And so a number of people who knew me were bringing, in, were bringing their um, devices for me to work upon. I was in my father's house, so that was my location. They would come. Some of them already knew my dad, so they greet him and they ask after his son. And we got talking, and I kept fixing these things. And then one day my dad calls me and says, "Why is it that when people come, they come to ask of you what is going on?" I said, "That they are repair laptops." He said, "Since when?" And I was shocked. He didn't know. Of course, I've been doing this right from when I was in school. I um, hit it quite big in my youth service because where I went to, people weren't so knowledgeable about it. And then coming back, it was just a logical thing for me to continue. But I noticed that my dad didn't seem to be very comfortable with the amount of people who were visiting uh, me, even though it was to fix their systems. My mom also called me and said, what exactly are you doing? Are you doing business or are you doing charity if you are working for people this much you should be charging some money and you see it got to a point i was no longer comfortable with um the intrusion in my business i saw it as intrusion but you see the reason why i saw it as intrusion was because this was not my house it was not a shop it was my business and i was doing it within the boundaries of my parents um, accommodation so i had to begin to think If I need to focus on this business, this environment is no longer conducive for me. I had to leave my father's house. I didn't have the strength but because of the secondary situation, I had to find the strength. I was not somebody who was just, um, yes, I needed to be independent but I didn't need to just push myself out of a comfort zone because I was looking for independence. No, I know how to use leverage. But you see, because my business was beginning to suffer. People were no longer able to reach me. Sometimes I wasn't comfortable with them coming to the house anymore. I had to find a place of my own. And when I found a place of my own, the same thing continued. But you see, I could tolerate it because it was my place. Until someone said, no, no, no. People can't be coming. They sit down. They watch the TV. Um, They they use your restroom. They do everything they do in the house because they are waiting for um, their work to be ready. Why don't you get to shop? And that was how I got to shop. The shop helped me focus. The shop was defined as a business environment. So you don't come saying you are coming to visit me in my shop, you are coming to work. If you come to the house, you come to the house. So in order for me to find focus, I needed to get a shop for my business. I could no longer do it from the comfort of my father's house and I also could no longer do it from the comfort of my own house even when I moved out. I had to get a shop. Getting that shop gave me focus. Taught me a lot of things, and one of the major things I learned is that business needs an environment. If the environment is not business like, you may not get the benefits of that business. I was able to work towards my shop, I was able to have rules, I was able to have terms and conditions, and my clients followed suit. In order for me to find focus, I had to recreate my environment. You may need to recreate your environment if you are seeking to find focus. This is story 4. This is Charles and this is story 5. And in this story, I'm going to tell you how my primary witness helped me develop another skill and how I was able to tame it in um, some different situations. Alright, being a Choleric and the melancholy. That's been my temperament. I noticed that I am I am normally proactive. I just want to get things done, but I'm also very analytical. I noticed that I had a tendency to put a lot of energy into my speech, in the way I talk. I don't whisper. I speak to make a point, and I try to um, buttress my point so well that sometimes I come. I come off as rude or overconfident. Now as I speak, my emotions are involved and sometimes I get angry, I'm not very calm. So I get excited and I get angry. I saw this as the primary witness. So if I'm speaking and somebody shuts me down or interrupts me, I, I don't see it in a positive light and it began to affect me. So most times I try to speak in such a way that I dominate the conversation. And of course, you know, that's not really healthy for relationships. But when I noticed this as a primary witness, I needed to start speaking in such a way that I had to be calm, first of all, and be able to make my point without raising my voice. I had to speak in such a way that I had to be calm in my head and speak in such a way that I can still make my point without raising my voice. I tell you, it's not something easy to do. I am still learning how to do it but I've done it in different situations. Sometimes I lose it, I get angry and then I get calm and I apologize for the way I spoke. Very difficult to make such an apology but you see, if you want to improve, you need to actually know where your strength is and where your weakness is. If you're weak about something, you shouldn't be offended about how that weakness interrupts your basic situations in life. When it interrupts, you find a way to checkmate it find a way to grow find a way to overcome it with time you do not go back and say oh no 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 i know i couldn't do this i know no we all have weaknesses and strength when i found my weakness, i noticed that as i began to speak i wasn't getting clear because i became emotional and excited so i learned how to write and yes i've become a good writer i can express my emotions so well in written words But I also carry the same overconfidence, the same determined mindset in my writing, and sometimes I have to be cautioned to tone down my writing. I've written in different circumstances and all of them have caused one issue or the other, some positive and some negative, but I've learned that the way you speak can actually be the way you write. In fact, you could actually have words written where they are stronger than verbal than spoken words. Also knowing that I am proactive in doing things and I also analyze. Sometimes I get into analysis and I forget to do. I keep analyzing the situation, how bad it is, what could come out of it, what could not. And in so doing, I get discouraged in doing that same thing. So when I notice that I was quite analytical on issues, sometimes I make myself proactive. I do that thing without analyzing too much and along the way I can analyze because if you analyze and go negatively, you may not want to continue. So once you understand your primary witnesses or secondary witnesses, you will know how to mitigate them. I've learned mine, I'm still learning and I'm still working on myself and I know I am getting better. This is story 5. <laughs>